Yo, 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 yo! Hello, aleros! It's June. The summer solstice is on the horizon. I'm so excited! There's so much that happens in June, and we all know dads and grads, and also weddings, right? Isn't this the season? Uh, But you know what? Zelle is a great way to send money to family and friends, no matter where they bank in the U.S. We all have Zelle stories. Here's mine. Recently, because the weather's so beautiful, we're play dating out there. We're with the kids having a good old time. And who wants the headache of whipping out cash or the 15 credit cards after the pizza, you know? One Mm -hmm. mom usually says, I got it. And everybody else sends her the money via Zelle and and bing, bang, boom, we're done with the play date and it's organized. That's why I love Zelle so much. It keeps my life organized. What about you, Frank? Well, Rachel, talking about graduations, this summer, Zelle saved me on a graduation of one of my nieces. I went up to her graduation. It was an hour or two away. I left their envelope at home with the cash and the card inside. Yikes. But guess what? What? Guess what, Rachel? What? What? The day what? was saved. So I used Zell for her graduation. So Ooh. the day was saved. Everyone was happy. And I mean, it couldn't get any better than that, Rachel. I mean, I was so happy. But Jamie, I know the summer's coming and you're a big foodie. And I know this is your time of the year. Yeah, I mean, Zell helps a lot because there's some of these restaurants, you know, that you got to pay cash. And I don't always have cash on me, right? Mm. Sometimes I, if I'm in a steakhouse, and which was happened recently, I was in a really fancy steakhouse, and um, I was like, "Oh snap! They don't take, they don't take a card here." So, luckily, I had the Zelle app, and nice. I was able, you know, to use it to pay for, you know, with my the other people that were there. I was like, "Don't worry, I'm not asking you to pay for my steak. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it to you right now. Just, you know, open up your Zelle app and let's make this transaction. Let's now let's, you know, let's break." Let's break bread together or steak, right. whatever you want to say. Um, <laughs> but that's the beauty of Zelle because money goes straight into the recipient's bank account, typically in minutes between enrolled users. So you, you don't have to download another app. It's, it's already in your banking app, okay? Wow. And it's in over a thousand different banking apps. Ooh. So no excuses, all right? Unless you have a, unless you go to a bank that, you know, maybe one of those like uh, illegal banks. I'm not going to, Frank probably knows a couple of people who do that. Um, but if you're in a, it, 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 you know, if you're in a normal bank, I'm pretty sure Zell got you covered. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you heard it first. The hosts of the Latinos Out Loud podcast use Zell, and you should too. Look for Zell in your banking app today. Under my, my skin. Oh, yeah. A glow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see you in that sun already. You're hitting that sun hard. I mean, do you guys see? I am <laughs> a little bronceada and feeling happy. Yeah. And it is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Uh, ready yeah. for the summer edition. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Ready. Uh. It's close. It's June 6th. It's coming. Mm. And Hi. I'm your girl, a uh, slightly more tanner this week than last week, <laughs> doing it in a healthy way. Rachel La Loca. 
Okay. What up? There's uh, Warren's SPF 100. This is Jay Ferns. Aye, aye, aye. This is your homeboy Frank Niz putting oil on, you know. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. oil, Frank? Yeah, yeah I want to get dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I want to get really dark this year. So, yeah. yeah I'm using wow. all the essential oils in yeah, your yeah. crib. I yeah, like yeah. it. Frank lives matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I see what you're doing. It's great. Frank, we've been hanging out. It's been fun. I got to tell you, oh, Jamie, yeah, miss you lots. Miss you yeah, lots. Yeah, we miss you. Well, man. yeah, I see you guys um, in Atlantic City. I know you mentioned you were going to Atlantic City. Yeah, um, And you went to go see uh, a show. Do you want to tell yeah. the audience? Dave Chappelle, man. We, saw, we, went, to see, we went to see the man Ooh. himself. He did Chappelle not show. Dis- he did not disappoint Jamie. Wow. He had no, me he in stitches not. the whole show. Wow. I mean, I mean, Rachel hasn't really spoken too much about it. She was a little upset at him, but um Okay. She's a little upset. Join I mean, the club. No, not me, but I mean a lot of people are upset at him. Right, right. Lately. Rachel, um, I mean, he he went in on certain people, but uh explain, please. Well, you know, there's there's drama with him and the LGBTQIA audience. Oh, let, no, There's sorry. So let me, co- let me correct still... it. No, it's, let me correct you guys. It's a trans community he's had, he's had an issue the with. Trans. He made it. He, well, he, but okay. I mean, Specifically, LGBTQ, but... they ride or die together, so. The nah, hive. Nah, he, it's a right. hive that's coming right, after him. Right, but he, ma- he mentioned that he doesn't have a, a problem with the LBG2 community. He mentioned specifically it was the trans community that was trying to cancel him, so he went really mm-hmm. at them. So Okay, so yeah. I, I, all I've seen is, is, is his is Netflix uh, specials, which right. is where the controversy started. So I'm curious to hear if his newer newer material, he's still talking about this subject. Huh. Rachel, Frank, he's still <laughs> okay. I have to just say something about Chappelle. I, as a consumer, as a ticket purchaser, I pay to see the brilliance because Chappelle is brilliance of a lifetime. And I don't mind paying my hard-earned money to witness brilliance in my lifetime. Same holds true for other people that I hold on this brilliance pedestal, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, Mm. like, or, or whatever. Like, artists of that caliber with brilliance and writing and joke telling or storytelling or hip hop improv skill. So when I went to see the Chappelle show, and this is not the first time I've seen him live, as Frank said, he delivered on the brilliance, of course. And I find it so fascinating that even with a topic of controversy, like the trans community coming after him to cancel him, he really tells a story and tells a joke where you really can't help after hearing the punchline and everything he does after the punchline, you can't help but say, I don't like what he just said, but God damn, <laughs> damn he's it. brilliant. God damn it, he's a good comedian. He's really, really good at doing that. You know, he's talking about his strategies, Frank, fill in the blanks. I don't want to give up this man's material, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's going to be a special or something, but... yeah. You know, he he talks about the real things that we see in the newspapers and hear on the news. And then he adds his Chappelle (laughs) layers of the onion and takes you on wild journeys. And he didn't even bring up that many topics. Right, Frank? He goes goes off the... He goes yeah, off the cuff. He goes he just, off the cuff. He go, for example, let's talk about the hecklers. Yo, I don't know if it's New Jersey. What was up with the hecklers, Frank? He got, I, he, I like, well, he got one of them thrown out. One of them got thrown out. Like, wait, he tried wait, to save him. Wait, he tried to save yes, him. They, they, let's, 
let's talk about he's a nice guy. Let's talk about he's a nice guy on stage. Let's talk about how okay, he talked about the attack, of course, right. on stage. Oh, right. oh, and of course he went in on the slap heard across America. The world. Right, the right, world. Right. Ah, um, what did he yeah. say about that? He, oh. he, he he said the guy got fucked up. Like he was like he was happy. He was like, yeah, well, I'm happy he got fucked up. Like he's serious. Like it's not like he's like he's like, yo, he got fucked up. You should have seen him afterwards. He's so. talking about how his security <laughs> gave him a new face, you know, and like, you know, Chris Rock. He came back inside after all was said and done. He was like, yo, I think that was Will Smith, you know. And then, no, <laughs> of course, the whole place went crazy. Um, but wait, what was I saying? I had I wanted to close the loop on something um he went in on everybody rachel he went in he went he oh. he, he even mentioned the the stuff that happened in uh where was it texas the, with the kids he threw a joke in there like the crowd was like just started murmuring like he doesn't care he's going he in care. on he's going in on every the oh the hecklers. hecklers so like you know typical Chappelle, and i've seen people heckle him too it's so funny i'll tell you another heckle story real quick but like you know he was trying to help one dude he was like rick Rick, there's about five security guards that are rushing down the aisle right now. They're coming to get you. I'm giving you the heads up because I want to look out for you. You know, like and, he was on they, that yep, tip. Yep, they and they so yoked them heckling? out. What kind of heckling? Was it just they were, were loud yeah. or were they like, fuck you for Chappelle? No. no, he's very engaging when it comes yes. to the hecklers. And he engages the hecklers and the hecklers start talking back and they and, get really into it. And it gets to a point that it gets annoying, and that's when the security guards start coming in. And you know but how he- people <laughs> go, Frank, there's a lot to say. Wait, you know how people come to our show and they're like, oh, we feel like we're in a living room with you guys? Chappelle makes you feel the same way. Right. Like you're in a living room, like you're in a basement, like talking your mama jokes with him. Yep. Like, or, or you're on the Midnight Miracle podcast with him and Talib Kweli. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy really invites you into his space. It's really yep. incredible. So the hecklers weren't even saying bad things, really. They were just like, yeah, I know, right? You know, like yep. trying to conversate with Dave Chappelle and he's on stage saying like really funny jokes but kind of like along the lines like yo there's thousands of you people here right now Rick I can't talk to each and every one of you shut up (laughs) but security got him and there were a few people so is it New Jersey are people in Jersey rude what is this they're a little games in New Jersey and it's rowdy yeah, they're a little yeah. off. Man. They're always a little off. New Jersey people are a little off. Always. I wow. saw a Janet Jackson concert in um in New Jersey, the Jersey Arena. And there were people yeah. just like, "Hey, yo, Jenny, <laughs> quítate la camisa." No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. I That's thought it was just the way they drive. I mean, shout out again to all the listeners we just lost from New Jersey. Uh, uh, key market for us here in the tri-state. Please come back. Yeah. Please no, don't no, leave. No. It's all love, Jersey. It's all love, Jersey. But, you know, uh, I think just people get rowdy in, in Dave Chappelle's show. And, and first of all, Atlantic City is not... You're getting people that go to Atlantic City from everywhere. So you get them from all the Northeast. Right. Philly. So you get a lot of, you get a lot of New Yorkers. Jersey, yeah. of course. And you get yeah. a lot of Philly people up in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then even some Boston people come through. So yeah, um, it, it, it get, you just have all the, you just have all the drunken Northeasterners that go to these yep. Atlantic yep. City shows. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And gamble afterwards. So, well, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I just so wanna... I mean, I, I, it sounds like a funny show and I, I know he's been controversial lately and he's always going to be controversial. I think, you know, my deal with my thing with him with when he gets in that talking about the transgender stuff, it's like 
in the Netflix shows, it was like 85% of his show, you know? And I was yeah, like, Can he you? goes in. Whether, goes you know, in. whether you think that's funny or not, or you're offended by that or not, it's like, as a, as a fan of his, I'm like, can we just, can you do different topics? I kind of want to hear, I just right? want to hear you go off on like different parts of what's going on in the world or whatever and the culture, right. whatever. So I, I, it sounds like in this show, he did have a lot of different variety in, in um in his set which is what i wanted in his netflix shows yeah. um the other quick heckler story just to close the loop on that i saw him one time at caroline's and the other thing i want to comment to is folds into that is like Chappelle smokes so much on stage he smoked like a pack right on stage he with the, some remy martin so like Jeez. And yo, but like he's a chain smoker. Yeah, I mean, they were like they were hanging sausages above him just to smoke <laughs> them, you know. And then they were serving them outside in the casino. Um, but like, <laughs> I I saw him at Caroline's one time when they had just passed the smoking ban in New York, right? right like you yeah, couldn't. Yes. And mm-hmm. this one woman was like. You're not supposed to smoke inside. You know, like she was a nasty older, older New Yorker. And he was like, it's part of my act, lady. And then he started singing a song and making the cigarette dance on stage <laughs> for like a full two minutes. It got awkward, but it was just for that lady. And oh, I just, you see, he engages. He engages yes. and it's just Very so engaging. fun when he does. Frank, I want to just say rolling with you to AT or not AT, ATL, AT, AC. You can see how often I go there. ATL is Atlanta. You saw the show in Atlanta? Yeah, we didn't go to Atlanta. Sorry. You can see how often I go to Atlantic City. But rolling with you to Atlantic City was a lot of fun. I had a great time, my friend. We had so much Chinese food afterwards. Yo, yo, you (laughs) were Chinese food. You know when I know you know when I know food is good for you when you go to sleep right after the right afterwards. You went you were roncando in the car all the way home. That was was the best Chinese food ever. (laughs) Jamie, this Chinese food was off the meter, man. Oh my god. It was was like a a restaurant. A restaurant. We're such like we're old friends. Like, (laughs) let's go to the showboat casino next door and see if they got some kind of all you can eat buffet or something. And we found not an all you can eat, but we found a like a really bougie Chinese food restaurant. We were like, you know what? We deserve it. Let's go out to eat somewhere nice at the showboat casino. Yeah, that shit <laughs> it was, was good, so man. Good. That does sound like like that does sound like if you got sick from it, it would be something that already sounds shady when you're talking about it. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I got like. Food poisoning from this uh, Chinese restaurant in a in the in showboat a, in the showboat casino in Atlantic City is like yeah that sounds about right. Well, we wanted a party at the Hard Rock, but those lines were ridiculous. Those lines to eat, so we oh, took a man. nice walk on the boardwalk with the yo, you know the four locals. Two, four twenty, four twenty everywhere on the boardwalk, huh? Yeah, the yo. everybody's puffing in there. Oh, yeah, that was good. yo, with the yelling locals. out. Were they yelling out, quita de la camisa? <laughs> <laughs> they might have been. I was just trying to not listen to all the stuff happening around us because there was like a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But it was cool. It was a great time. I That's definitely, cool. but we, I drove there. Frank drove back. So I'm sorry yeah, nah, if I was roncando. I didn't realize nah, it was nah, that nah, little man, yo. Nah, that, yeah, that little man and that the dumplings too. Ooh. We, we ordered two. We ordered two orders of the dumplings. The dumplings off the off the chain too. Oh, dumplings, I don't know. Yeah, good dumplings is good. I don't know if you've ever seen me eat that much. Nah, I have never seen you eat that much, Rachel. You're absolutely right. Was that like a cheat? Was that a cheat day for you, Rachel? 
was like, damn, I never seen Rachel <laughs> A like this. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we took some great pictures. The Hard Rock has some really nice things on display. Anyway, Frank, good times. We got to do time. it. We gotta I don't know do how many again. blunts we smoked all together and the Ooh! edibles. We, we, I don't know. Oh, I lost count. Wait, I lost you, count. I'll tell you what else you lost. The car. We couldn't oh, find the car. <laughs> Uh-oh. I could have sworn I lived Yo. near the boardwalk. <laughs> We had Yo, one we of those that dude, part. where's my car <laughs> moments. It was, it was a long In moment. Tell them, Frank. It took a good half hour to find it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but she, those edibles, she gave me, she gave me two oh, edibles a piece inside the Dave Chappelle show. Oh. Just that, that really did it, Rachel. So you it's just were my like, fault. right? You forgot where you where you parked it. We or? didn't forget. <laughs> we kept, we kept on looking in the same area, <laughs> but we just happened to find it after a while. After all the cars were gone, and like our car was the only one left, let me add right. something to this. Okay, Eloeleros, feel me on this. Have you guys ever parked in one of those parking garages that like goes up like a spiral, right? Yes. Or like has the weird two levels on one floor type thing. So that when you come out the elevator or go up the stairwell, let's say you parked at 7H, right? 7H could be on the incline going up to 8H. You know, Shit. you don't really know. So we kept going in that spiral. I'm like, like a math equation. We're at five. <laughs> this is not working. We're on. We're on seven. So we sh- we can't leave seven. <laughs> we finally did it, Rachel. We we finally did it. Took us a while, but we got there. And, got there. and the car didn't even have a loud, like, boop, boop, like, panic. We kept nah, trying nah. to hit the panic. The panic thing was so weak. It was like, panic, panic. Like, you know, you need a panic, panic. You need, like, a yeah, big you panic. you need to be, <laughs> like, a middle-aged, you know, Latina woman being, ain't a panic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. A, like a fragile senior citizen on her deathbed, like, panic. <laughs> you know, you need a big, like you just said. Anyway, we eventually found it. And that's probably also why I fell asleep. After that search and recovery, I was exhausted. Wow. <laughs> Going up and down inclines in a freaking parking garage. That was I a felt workout. like an idiot. That was a workout. Oh Definitely a workout. Definitely good. We did it. We did it. We did it. You know what else we did? We did something very special yesterday. We did another McDonald's shoot. So shout out to everybody wow. who worked yesterday Nick on a Sunday. What a day. Getting it in like on a, a Sunday. To, we did it like a nine to five, right? Nine to six, maybe. Nine to five oh seven. You know, okay, shout straight. out to wow, Ramon Pesante, who like calls yeah. it on the nose. He's like, we're going to yeah, wrap yeah. at five. And, uptown you know, shots, uptown shots, Lance, Mel. Nine you. to fries. Nine to fries. Ooh, Nine to fries. <laughs> I got to shout out everybody, you know, from our writer, Black Rose, who was on set. Shout out to Mel and Lance over at Being Latino, who keep elevating Aye. our voices. That's the theme, I think, of this episode. It's like, I just love people that are elevating. Our voices. My voices. Yeah, yo, elevate. Okay, yes. shout out to Ramon Pesante, okay, who's just killing it. 
His skill, I swear, what he does with the lens is incredible. Uh, yeah. His storyboards with stick figures are also remarkable. Amazing. Remarkable. I don't know anybody that does story storyboards. This guy is like one of the only people I know that does storyboards. Like he's so on point. Like he's a G. <laughs> he's a G. Jeez. I and also shout out to Jersey Deep Eye, Joe Fucarino in the building, I, and yeah. also hair and makeup Soraya. Check her out. RBX Cosmetics. Shout out to Sabrina who's doing food and set design. Michelle Adana, our PA. And then, of course, our wonderful on-camera talent, the bros. Shout out to Jonathan Mendoza and Imani Music. Jay Round the Way from 8JTV. Amazing comedian. My God, his face can make so many faces. Right, Frank? His face is made of Play-Doh, I think. It's made of terracotta. It's not... He got so many looks. I don't know how many looks this guy. He just said eyebrows, the nose, the mouth. He just, he contorts everything, this dude. It's really great. It's amazing to watch him in action. I love doing these spots. And shout out to McDonald's, who's also bringing us uh, on to like represent their fan truths. I love this campaign so much, Frank. It's all about the truths that fans reveal through their consumption of McDonald's and more specifically, the Hispanic fan truths like that. We like to eat our McDonald's with mayo cachu. Take a little mayo, little cachu. You got some mayo cachu or um, that, you know, mom is the hero for bringing home McDonald's. It's just these really fascinating truths that we're bringing to life through what was the second video in two of three in a campaign that we're shooting with being Latino. So thank you everyone who's just coming and bringing their A-game from start to finish. And that includes Frank too. Frank comes through and holds it down. He's always on time. He's always doing what what he's got to do, Jamie. He's always representing for us. Definitely. Frank is, and Frank is always on time. He's not always there when you call, but he's always on time. I feel like that's an R&B song. Um, oh, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. And that really does work for Frank. Yeah, you're right. Good call. If his life were an R&B song, that would be yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. And what about you, Jamie? What you been up to, man? You good? I've I just been following, you know, this whole Shakira uh story now oh yeah did you hear about this have you heard about yes. this yes um, let's discuss well shakira and her and her hubby her soccer her football hubby um have decided to um separate wow After, i think about 12 years and the rumor mill is that um you know he was uh cheating on her oh so basically, um, his hip, his hips do lie. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, Jamie! The um, <laughs> so yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Wow, like Shakira's on the, she's back on the market." Hello, like all these guys think they have a chance with with uh, yeah, yeah. newly single Shakira, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know what? Soccer stars, man, you can't trust that. You can't trust those pretty boys. Damn, we probably have a shot, Jamie. Not well, not you. Maybe me. You know. Yeah, I just, I just got, I just got married, so I'm out of Shakira Shakira sweepstakes. I don't know, soccer star or not. I guess his goals were not clear. Okay. Yeah, because you were playing the field a little too much. And maybe playing with your soccer balls a little too much, too. Who cheats on Shakira? Maybe he put his football in his mouth, you know? (laughs) 
foot um, and his ball were in somebody's <laughs> mouth. Uh, so um, I went, I did some more digging, and um, before this was announced, Shakira went on a, on a TV show, uh, and she uh, she was talking about like the meaning of her, the lyrics of her new song, and she said the, it's about like you when you think you're in a sincere relationship, but it's not as real as you thought. Ooh. And she was like, she, and then she also said that she wanted to know the truth. So this is mm. what she said on a talk show about her new song, which is probably about this philandering football guy. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a football star. What do you, what does she expect? I mean, you know, he's going to have girls, you know, he's well, look, a- she's been with him for a while. Come on. They got two kids. I think, um, they've been together for like 11 years. So it's not Rachel, what you think she'll forgive him. Forgive him. Forgive him. Do you know who we're talking about here? Shakira, the she-wolf? Ooh. Just, just so you remember, okay? No way, okay? No way. Shakira, please talk to me. Hit me up at Rachel La Loca if you need that girl-to-girl, but don't... He done did it, huh? Well, check it out. I also did more digging. Ooh. And there's a journalist, there's a journalist that says that um, he's claiming that the, that the footballer and, and Shakira have had an open relationship Ooh. over the past few years. Oh, well, that so, changes things. I don't know. You know, this is what he's saying. It could be f- true or false. But uh, if once you start getting into that sort of territory, yeah. you know, it starts getting a little murkier. The, you know, it's like, is she mad about that he was with someone cheating? Or was he? Was she mad about, it? The, the you know, maybe just who that the person the person he was cheating with, as opposed to the fact that he was cheating? Because if they have an open relationship, maybe she's just mad like, Oh, you know what? I used to know that used to be my my personal assistant. Why are you gonna like you know open re- open relationship? Be like keep it really open. I don't want it to be anybody that I'm close to. Mm, but wow. So there's there could be like layers to this. It's not just like oh my god, he broke my heart by cheating on me. It might be like you know. Oh, you, there's an open relationship, but there's still rules to this game. You know what I mean? Maybe he crossed the line, but listen, Shakira, you also can't be a loca and be like, whenever, wherever, to everybody <laughs> on the block. You know, you gotta like keep it, keep it a stack here. So if y'all have that, I wonder if there are lines drawn, right? If you're in an open relationship, don't you have to come up with the bylaws? Like, here are the laws no personal assistance. No babysitters. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Not my friend, like, not my sister. 25 mile radius, you know, outside of where we live. You can't use the boat, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? No jizz stains on the seats. Like, oh, I have to be there. Wow. I don't know. What are the rules of engagement here? But if you cross the line, I'll say, I'll rephrase. I won't say who cheats on Shakira, but who crosses the line with Shakira? Who crosses no. the line? I'm, I'm like very upset here. <laughs> Look, so now we know that Shakira is 45 years old. She's still, she looks, yeah, like 10 years younger. Um, she's young enough to find the next love of her life. So let's, let's, while we're here, let's figure out who's Shakira going to date next. I, we always do this. We always do this. We are sick in the head. Why do we do this? We, we like to say, right? We like to. <laughs> and I think, I think one of us predicted that when we did the, the, the J-Lo version, it was after she broke up with A-Rod. And I think one of us predicted she would get back with Ben. And she did. 
Oh my gosh. It was probably you. Did you put I think it was me? <laughs> yeah, I think it was you. <laughs> I think it was me. I was like, they're going to get back together. F it. So um, maybe one of us will predict again oh right now. Gosh. This is yeah. not planned. We're just going to go for it. The first person that, that we think that pops in our head that should be uh, Shakira's rebound. Uh, wrong um, sport. She just got off. She just got off with a, with a soccer guy. But now, who's her rebound? Maybe a basketball player. Um, Ooh, yeah. But uh, so anyway, uh, I'm gonna start with you, Frank, because I feel like you have somebody ready to go. Who do you think Shakira should rebound with? Her first boy boyfriend. After you this? said basketball player. It has to be a basketball player, Latino basketball player. Basketball. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Horford from the from the Celtics is married. I think to uh, to uh, to some some uh, some famous model. But it has to be a basketball player. No, Al Horford, but he's still like a bench guy. Like you, she needs, she needs a starter. She's not, she's not dating. Ooh, bench she needs Sorry, a starter. Sorry, Al Horford, but you know, hey, he's in the finals. Come on. Yeah, I mean, she needs somebody in the starting five. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so come on, someone, uh, someone other than Horford. What, 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 uh, what else you have in your? I put her maybe with the uh, the the starting quarterback from uh, from the the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson. Nice young guy. Wow, she's gonna date a Jet. Why not? <laughs> Man, he's the you know he's the new kid wow. in town. You know why not? I can see oh, him with a Zach Wilson. Yeah, good looking kids. That's a real. That's a long rebound right there. That's like <laughs> that's rough. Who would you like her with? Hmm. Let me. Oh man. I'm trying to, you know, one. I wanted to stick with another, la, you know, another la, uh, Latino. I a Latino. To be, I want, you know, I want to see her kind of, you know, stick with that. But I feel like on a rebound, she's probably going to get with someone that's totally not someone she should like. It's like not really a match. Probably right. somebody a lot younger. So I'm going to say Timothy Chamele. Ooh. I think okay. she's going to be like, I want some young meat. Whoa. Um, and this, just for a little while, just Brown. for a little while. And then, <laughs> and then she'll let him go and, you know, probably get with some real estate billionaire dude or some shit. But I think she's going to get with someone super young. And the first person that popped in my head was Chalamet. That's a good one. Chalamet. Oh, Chalamet. Chalamet. Augusto, one, uh, our, one of our <laughs> sound editors, uh, He, uh, our sound editor, not one of our sound editors. He he just corrected me. It's he Chalamet. Just, he just edited your sound to tell you that it's <laughs> Chalamet. So he's not only editing the sound of the podcast, he's also editing the sound of the co-host, which is great. Thank you, Augusto. Okay, I have a few. I have a few in the running in my head, okay? And feel me on this, okay? Uh, I think Shakira is going to go big or go home on this one. And oh, I don't snap. think she's going to stay in sports. I think we are done. I think it's game over. On sports, mm, yeah. okay? Um, I think we're going to maybe go into Hollywood. I'm thinking maybe a Brad Pitt type situation. Okay. okay. So she's going, that's an older, that's, she's going older there because Brad Pitt uh, is 58, 59. You guys um, are saying the cougar. I don't, I don't know if she's going to cougar the game because she's probably tired of the bullshit, you know, and, and going young. You may go in that direction of dealing with some maturity level type stuff. Um, I'm also thinking Drake. 
I'm thinking maybe Drake. I know Ooh, he's is like that considered that cougar, but because there is an age difference, she's older, but slightly. But I don't think it's that bad. That I think, not that bad, right? Um, I like the Drake one. I think that's actually. I right? think it, I also see Drake like finding out about this news and start and trying to get his 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 team to to contact her team. I think he's already on it, right? I think he's already on it because he did he did have something with J Lo too. Remember that? Ooh, oh, no, I didn't yes. know that. No. I didn't know that. That was a short and sweet kind of, you know, probably Dang. hookup. We're on to something. Consenting adults doing consent consentable things. So yeah. I think he, I think he's 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 already on the phone to a Shakira's peeps. We're, we're wow. on to something. I think he's on a flight out of Toronto now. Look, I think also, uh, you know, with Drake's situation, she don't want no more kids. Right, she's done. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And she got a Drake kid, it. with the hot sauce and the condom don't want no kids right now either. Ooh. So I think that there's maybe a match there too. Okay. Now my third. This is also going to be a little. I don't know. Left field, like a Michael B. Jordan type situation. You know what Ooh, I'm saying? Wow. Okay. Okay. I guess he just broke up with his girlfriend. Steve wow. Harvey's uh, daughter, stepdaughter, or stepdaughter, stepdaughter, or daughter, yeah, something like that. So, um, so yeah, they're both. Oh, they're both coming off a breakup. I can see that. And Rebound. he's also like one of people's sexiest men alive, right? Like I don't know, he's just there's some some eye candy there together, right? Wow. Both of them. Okay, but we'll see. Those are my three predictions. They're not in any particular order, but I love this game. On the low, I love this game. I think I, I, I think we do know one thing. Like Shakira will be down whenever, whatever. That's the deal, my dear. Yes. Maybe, 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 like maybe the dude just got tired of. Maybe she 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 has that voice in bed, and he's just like, I can't do this anymore. She's just oh like, no, 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 like right before climax. And it's just like, yeah. I can't. This has been 12 years. I can't do this anymore. Honey, please. I don't want you to say waka waka every time you come. It's getting annoying. Please stop. Waka waka. And he's just like, I can't do this anymore. It's just That's it. not arousing. Um, uh, yeah. So this was, that was interesting because I, like I said, we weren't planning to, to um to talk about you know Shakira's future um romantic interest but we did it and this is what we do so in glad. Latinos Out Loud wow. because so we need glad. to I love games we, we couldn't let that go the we couldn't let that go no yeah, way. We, we 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 had to do it now um now or yep. never so yeah uh, yeah so this was good this was good uh are you guys ready for our interview yeah we have such a good interview speaking of Pepsi didn't Pepsi do the halftime show with Shakira? You know what I mean? So this, oh, this yeah, is all coming a few, together a few years ago. Yes, Shakira yes, yes, and J-Lo. Yes. Yes. It was. She actually was also, yeah. And they, she made a commercial about the Super Bowl halftime show where she opens up a Pepsi. And, right. um, you know, she's she's like, la, 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 la. What a Are we just going to keep wow, doing this the together. whole episode? Are we going to go through Shakira's whole catalog with our like little snippets and drops and stuff? Because I could do it. It's a fun game as well, you know? But we do have an interview. I think, well, she does say that. I think she does that in like five, six songs or so. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely, she's team, she's been Team Pepsi in the past. So uh, that was actually a pretty good segue that now we're, we're going to talk to 
um, someone um, who's a part of the PepsiCo family. Yeah. And also like in charge of the Hispanic business unit. So the communications to the Hispanic Latino AIX community. So let's get into this interview with Esperanza Teasdale, VP and GM of the Hispanic business unit over at PepsiCo Beverages. of the show. It is now time for the part of the show here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. I say that with more and more pride every week. I don't know if you can tell. It is now the time in the show where we interview someone amazing. Sometimes I think we should just call this the amazing Latinos Out Loud podcast because literally, literally every guest we've had on this show has been amazing, is amazing, doing amazing things for our community. So please, everybody, raise your cans of Pepsi right now for our new amiga Esperanza Teasdale, who's the vice president and general manager of the Hispanic business unit, sounds like a rap group, of PepsiCo Beverages North America. Can we get like a can sound opening Augusto in post-production? Like a and we hear the Pepsi bubbles fizzling. Pepsi, one of the best tasting beverages uh, in North America, I'd say. Uh, in the world. I am, I've always been more of a Pepsi guy than a Coke guy. Work, I'm going to be real. I've had family arguments about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mets and Yankees, you know, because real. Yes, like yes, that? And like family that? barbecues, like yo, someone's bringing a 12-pack of Pepsi, someone's bringing a 12-pack of yo, Coke. Yo, I gotta say something, yo, but like Pepsi started the beef, okay? Pepsi, you started it with that taste challenge, the taste back in the day, because then everybody was like, no, yeah? Like, and then it divided the country. Yeah, uh, and they blindfolded you. That was like kinky. <laughs> it was like 50 shades of Pepsi, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? It Jimmy? was like, yo, you gotta, which one is, which one is the right cold, which one is the right soda? But I, I'm so... I'm such a Pepsi fan that I know the difference. Some people I don't some people might not know the difference, but I know if I'm drinking Pepsi, even if I'm blindfolded. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Could tell. You could tell. You could tell. You could tell. Are are we gonna let our guests talk at all? Or are we are we just gonna I'm just talk about Pepsi with her in the background here? Uh Esperanza listening patiently. will shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not oh, at you, all. We talk a lot. We're Latinos. We're here. We're loud. You know, that's the name. But I, I would like to just kick things off by saying, okay, your your title is very impressive. There are a lot of words in your title. Could you just please explain to all of us what those words mean? What do you do for PepsiCo? Yeah, so... um I lead a uh, group called the Hispanic Business Unit. So that's why I said HBU in the house. Aye, aye. Let's go. Blue cans and, uh, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our, our job is to help uh, our company really build loyalty and equity with the Hispanic consumer um, that'll help us overall drive sales. And so how we do that is by understanding the consumer um, you know, and Latinos, Hispanics are not a monolith, right? We're all different. We all have a different journey, story, background, food, music, sports, experiences. 
And so um, while we do have commonalities, there's a lot of uniqueness and diversity within. So we help educate the organization on what those uniquenesses are so that we can then try to be more culturally relevant um, in marketing, in product innovation, um, you know, sales, um, what the shelf looks like in a retail store or a bodega or tienda. Um, you know, so that's our job is basically to recognize the economic power of Hispanics in the United States and um, and build our business with Hispanics. So that's that's what we do. Yeah, we are very unique, right? We like we need to be spoken to sometimes in our language, sometimes not, but always in our culture. And I think, you know, this podcast has been formulated to also address, and we talk about a lot, the fact that we're not a monolith. If I had a nickel for every time the word monolith was used on this show, <laughs> oh, I man. would not have to work, okay? Monolith, I wouldn't have yeah. to work. It's become a popular <laughs> word, because I never used that word in a sentence back in like until like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I used to use it like in earth science in eighth grade yeah. or, you know, or like when I went to, I went to Australia and I visited Ayers Rock in the outback. It was the world's largest monolith. And I'm like, oh, that's a monolith. Anyway, <laughs> um, Esperanza, not to put you on blast, but I think you do a lot more than what you said. Okay. Mm. It seems like you also like to elevate Latino voices who are operators, owners of small businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that is tremendous. We want to hear more about that. Like we want to hear what you're doing, what Pepsi's doing to elevate those voices. Yeah, um, it's really proud work because, um, you know, from the seat that I sit in, I'm able to influence a lot of things. And when our company made a commitment to support Hispanics um, almost two years ago now, it was through people, business, and community. And the business piece was the one that I was able to lean into. And we built this platform called Juntos Crecemos, which obviously y'all know means together we grow. I don't have to translate that. Um, And the idea was to understand like, hey, what do our small business owners need? Like, what are the problems to solve? And at the time with COVID hitting, um, you know, systemic um, um, inequalities that were going on, there was a lot for us to solve. And so these commitments then helped us build a platform where we said, okay, let's help Hispanic small business owners. And we define them as bodegas, restaurants, carnicerias, because these are the cornerstones of the community. Like these are really important everywhere they are, right? People go there not only for their food, but to see people, to laugh, to cry, to hear the cheese, to do whatever Mm. it is, but it's that safe place. And they're so important to the community. We're like, you know what? Let's see what we can do to help elevate them and help them. And so um, we created this platform called Juntos Crecemos. And it basically provided access to capital for these businesses via grants. Um, It provided foundational business support. So at the time, especially when we were heavy COVID lockdown, you know, people were like concerned about safety and, you know, and hygiene going into stores, things like that. Um, and then we also helped um, drive awareness to this need in the community um, and to drive awareness to these stores to help them get more traffic. So um, it was a proud moment because, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketer at heart. And for the first time, what I could do was beyond like a national scope. It was more local. And I knew that I was putting support into small business owners' hands, like literally. Um, and so um, it's just something I'm really proud of. 
I look forward to us continuing to do that. Um, you know, because if we do that with the community now, like if we show up right now, like they'll remember, they'll remember. And so I've, I've talked to our internal folks that, Hey, this is like, um, purposeful profit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's good for business, but it's, it's purposeful. It has a reason. Um, and it's, it's way bigger than just, uh, just being like a, a publicly traded company. Uh, now, what, how would like a small business owner find out about this? Because, you know, say it's like an old Latino owner of a store. <laughs> like Latinos are always kind of like, uh, they don't believe it until they see it. Type, you know what I mean? So somebody's like, yo, yeah. Pepsi or something, you know, PepsiCo or doing something. Yeah. They might need some convincing maybe from their like their 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 grandchildren or something like that. So are you, do you kind of search for the businesses and 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 bring and spread the word like that? Or is it something where like, the business owners have to find out about this opportunity and sign up or something like that. Yeah. So, um, we did, um, a lot of PR out there to, uh, inform people that what we had available. So PepsiCo juntos crecemos.com is the place to go. And there in particular, we have an active program that helps take a business that's, let's say it's a brick and mortar bodega or restaurant. And, um, they can submit an application um, and then they can get benefits on how to become a digital restaurant, mm. right? Online orders, mm. online delivery. And so COVID made that happen a lot faster. And some of these businesses just didn't know how, like some of these businesses don't even own their own like website name, mm. right? Like they don't own it. Somebody else might have it um, or they don't know how to optimize search engine. So if someone searches for like, you know, bodega near me or whatever, like what pops up? And so tech and digital transformation is really critical to these businesses for the long term. And so that's an active platform that's available. And so a lot of this was getting the word out on PepsicoJuntosCrecemos.com because that's where you would go. And then um, the other way we got the word out was through local CDFIs. So community development fund um, teams that would, you know, we would give them money in key markets that we selected. And then through their outreach, they would find these businesses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Whoever qualified got a $10,000 grant. And so, um, and so that's, um, so it, it was multiple different ways on trying to bring businesses in. And, um, and then, you know, from an awareness standpoint, we launched um, our HEFA owned marketing campaign um, back in end of March. And that was great because that drove a lot of um, impressions and awareness. And that was focused on saying, hey, listen, now let's talk Latinas because Latinas almost have like a double whammy, right? Like, you know, they're not only struggling because they're Hispanic owned, but they're struggling because they're female, because they're head of household, because they're dealing with this and dealing with that. There's cultural barriers. So how do we elevate her and, and let the sh light shine on her and celebrate yes. her as a business owner? So that was the last campaign that we did. But um, so there's there's a lot of different type of outreach, but we still have so much word to get out. So this podcast very much is around like reaching people so that they're aware and come to the site and, you know, start getting some support. Wow. I love what you guys did with Hija de Tu Madre. <laughs> for uh that was i i mean do you want to talk a little bit about that i think it was an exclusive um mm -hmm. for women's history month but just talk about honing in on uh these latina owned businesses that have these unique offerings for the community could you talk a little bit about that 
Yeah. I'd love to. So um, Patti Delgado, I mean, she's like 28 years old. She has her own um, business, Hija de tu Madre, um, which love that name, you know, right? Because like to me, when I first heard it, I'm like, what's it called? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, my mother would be like, Hija de tu Madre. And, and, you know, Patti doesn't mean it that way. She just means like, yeah, no, I'm like my mother's daughter. <laughs> and I'm amazing and I'm a businesswoman and blah blah it's all in the tone of how you yeah. it's so in the tone You're it's so in the right. tone man that's right um, but um, but you know so Bati actually um, had um, created uh, National Hefa Day like you know you know wow we set, we have Arbor Day trees we have Hallmark occasions and so she created this day. And so it all just kind of connected that we launched Hefa owned campaign in March, Women's History Month. Uh, we found Patti, who's a really great influencer too. And we kind of said like, wow, like we love this. We'd love to partner with you. And so that's the other thing I want to call out is because in all this work we're doing, like on Juntos Crecemos, there's many touch points. It's not just the bodega owners and the restaurant owners. It's the female entrepreneurs like Patti. It's the female entrepreneur like Natalie Bowden, who owns the Bowden Agency, who's the agency who created this platform from scratch and is doing all the publicity around it. So like every move that I can make that's putting money back into the hands of Latino owned is a priority um, because the more money that goes into their hands, then we're fulfilling our commitment, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it was great. She made limited edition, you know, sh- swag for us and. You know, we just we just love it. We just love it. This is great stuff ha- is happening, especially in these big cities where like the, these neighborhoods are losing like their distinctiveness and their personalities because there's like three, three or four banks opening up and, you know, rents go up and, you know, they got to leave. And then, you know, you got a big business coming in. So I, yeah. this is like. Like even pre, you know, pre-pandemic, this was happening, but especially mm-hmm. after the pandemic, it's now it's at a, it like it's at a level where like something like this is definitely needed, especially for, for Latino-owned businesses, you know, and yeah. uh, um, so it's really great where you where you're, what you and and the company is doing. Um, yeah. I have a marketing. Can we just segue? Okay, here we are. <laughs> Confession to Esperanza. My brothers here know, but before I took this crazy dive into the pool of comedy and entertainment, I was a marketer for 16 or 17 years. On the the media side, not trying to brag, not trying to brag. Um, I've had the pleasure of creating some really amazing festivals and platforms and campaigns. I worked at brands like Heineken USA, at People in Espanol. I was at Latina, MTV Tres. And marketing has and will always fascinate me (laughs) because, you know, the marketing 101 stuff that we learned, the purchase funnel, you know, SWOT analysis, you know, the cash cow, all that stuff. I'm, you know, when I was in the marketing classes, I'm like, what is this? Yo, I want to talk advertising. Yo, let's just talk some sexy ads. Yo, why are we talking this textbook stuff? But I'm like, yo, it's still applicable. I'm not even in the space that much anymore. Like I dip and dab and I freelance here and there, but I'm focused on, you know, what you're seeing here right now. Um, but it's still applicable to even what Latinos Out Loud is doing, you know, 
we sometimes have to convert people, not just to our brand, but to listening to a freaking podcast, period, you know? <laughs> so sometimes we're, we're out there still doing this marketing work, my fellow brothers and I, but I would love to hear more about the Pepsi process. So like, what exactly is your day to day? Like, what's your marketing? What are your marketing responsibilities? Like, and, and and maybe you can touch on those responsibilities that we, the consumer can see, feel and taste and be like, yeah. yo, that was my girl Esperanza behind that. Okay. <laughs> Just everybody know that. Tell us more. Yeah. I mean, um, right now what my team is trying to do, like I said, it's all about, um, uh, recognizing that the Hispanic consumer isn't just one, you know, one type, right? It's a very, very diverse group. So what we're doing now is building new um, advertising for brand Pepsi, for example, where we're embracing different cultures and different nuances. So if mm. I, if I do a creative idea in a certain space, if it all, you know, is like a cast from like, that looks like they're from one country and that's it, et cetera. Like, it might not resonate with other people in other places, right? So we're trying to make sure that like we have executions that feel like, oh, okay, that was very Mexicano and it has some of those cues or it's very, you know, Caribbean, you know, more Puerto Rican um, than Dominican and, you know, really like leaning into the uniquenesses that are there because then that's what makes the creative more relevant for people to be like, oh my God, yes, like that's a truth. And so we spend a lot of time on like, well, hey, what's the cultural truth? Because like, our brands are really structured and have amazing positioning, right? Like what does the brand stand for, et cetera. But then when you add the Latino cultural truth in it, that's where you pivot a lot, right? Like we're a very expressive culture. We have different ways of saying things, right? Like we all love our different music or our different novelas or what have you. And so leaning into those uniquenesses are what makes the relevancy work harder for you. So that's an example of things that, that we're doing. And like last year we created advertising where we had some executions that were very Mexicano, some that were very like, um, Dominican. Um, right. it's important for us to make sure that our casts are diverse, you know, so that we are representing the different, you know, shades of our people. Right. Because like we all, we're all very, very different. We all are coming from a, a, a different starting point. And so that's important. So I take the representation of, of how we bring Latinos forward, you know, really, really seriously to break those negative stories and stereotypes that they look like this, they dress like this, they talk like this, um, you know, to those that are that are more like, you know, real and closer to people, you know, feeling, you know, the positivity that should come with being Latino, the superpower of being Latino versus the 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 drag of it. Like, why is it a drag? Like, why do we have to defend ourselves at all the time? All, for real. At all. At all. Exactly. Yes. Well said. So, yeah. Um, I have a very, very important question. I've been holding on to this question Let for a while. Out, Has a little to do with marketing, <laughs> a little to do with personal. Has there been any discussion about bringing, bringing back clear Pepsi? Any discussion at all? Because I happen to be a huge fan of Crystal the clear Pepsi, Pepsi <laughs> Crystal Pepsi from back in the day. Uh, and then when it was gone, I shed a crystal tear or two. Um, and I'd love to know if that and there's there's a lot of joking behind this question. Uh, but maybe you could tell me if anybody's brought it up at any conferences or any meetings. 
Yeah, it's come up a couple times. I probably <laughs> brought it back a few years ago. Um, it does pop up, you know, in in social. You know, you'll you might if you search like Crystal Pepsi, like you would see social mentions about it and stuff. Because you know, it's kind of got like a little iconic status going on because it was yes. pretty disruptive at the time. But yeah. I, I can't confirm. I'm not going to confirm or deny if it's coming back anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I hope know. so. Do you remember there was a Pepsi AM and it was like Pepsi? That they, it was in the late '80s, I think, and there was Pepsi AM was like the breakfast. They were trying to compete wow. with coffee. I think I think they were way ahead of their time because now there's so many drinks that are trying to keep people up. I think That's they need to be re- bring back Pepsi AM. Ooh. You know, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Esperanza. I'm just throwing out part of the history. I'm trying to bring back the Pepsi history. You know, you can saying? consider us like your like focus group if you want. Like we're here to give you our personal opinions that represent, I think, many Latinos out there, especially in the Northeast, right, Frank? Yep. <laughs> Any Pepsi requests that you have or any personal Pepsi stories you want to share? Nah, you're going to want liquor in there. Like, they can't sell. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they, well. you know, they can, no, right. They can, right, well, with the sparkling and stuff like that, right? But um, We do have a mountain, hard Mountain Dew. Oh. Which is basically a, okay. yeah, so it's it's not available all over the country yet, but it is in certain parts of the country, yeah. Oh, see, so already, already that's dangerous. That it's like, it's not, it's not at all. tantalizing. It's not I love it. Esperanza, is there like a marketing campaign that you're you're particularly proud of in your kind of in your history of of working in in the business? Oh, good question. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two. One is, um, you know, right before the election, we leaned into the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that didn't either feel like their voice or vote would matter or they were just confused as to how to register to vote and prepare for it. And so we connected, you know, this idea that, you know, well, you know, your voice needs to be heard. And if it's not heard, it's like you're muting your voice, Mm. like the mute, the mute button on zoom. So like when someone's on mute, you're like, you're on mute, you're on mute. I can't hear you. Well, if you mute that button, then I can't hear you. And if you mute that button, it's like your voice can't be heard. As deep. the positioning of the the creative idea ended up being um, unmute your voice, which was all around make your voice be heard, register to vote. Right. And so I was really proud of that campaign because there's a cultural truth there. There was a timeliness in what was happening because we were gearing up for there was a lot of voter registration conversation and needs as we went up to the election. Um, and I was really proud of that work uh, because it was the multicultural truths were extraordinary. Um, and then the campaign that um, that we just launched now, actually, with Rockstar Energy is called Poder Para Mi Gente. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, I'm really proud of it, too, because it leans into, again, this whole idea that, you know, being Latino is not a tax. Like, it's a dividend. It's a superpower. And so, you know, and, and we're hustlers, right? We're hustlers in the sense that, like, we're constantly moving forward to do great things, but it's not just for us, it's for the community, it's for others. And that's a real unique difference, um, you know, cause it's not just like, if I just do something in my hustling, it's not just for me, but it's for my family and it's for a broader group of people. And so um, we came up with the creative idea of poder para mi gente, you know, power for my people. Um, and it really celebrates the stories of this uh, this gentleman, Vic Blends, who's a big uh, 
uh, influencer and, you know, he basically does haircuts for free for conversation. And he's got a great story of, you know, starting in his mom's garage and everything. And um, it features it features him and how he may have left at one point, but now he's he's back and he's back to help uplift the community that he's in. And so we're going to try to continue to tell the story of people like Vic um, you know, in this campaign. So that, that's one that we literally just launched it maybe like four weeks ago, six weeks ago. Congrats. That's really impressive. I love when brands highlight the voices from within the community and sometimes from deep within Mm -hmm. the community, because there are these grinders out there, you know what I mean? Like these Latinos in the hustle, in the grind that are doing just phenomenal mountain moving type stuff. And I really yeah. applaud you and Pepsi for, again, highlighting, elevating those voices that sometimes go, you know, just just out there doing their thing in the wind. But it's nice to celebrate and for Pepsi to back that up. Um, Esperanza, I know you've had quite the career here. You were at Unilever for a while, uh, working on oil brands. Is that correct? Yes. Mazzola oil. That's the first time I did like Hispanic marketing. My question is, you know, we also like to say here at Latinos Out Loud that we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. Oftentimes, okay, guys, start playing the music because I say this a lot, Esperanza. I know these two already know the script, but I just have to tell her, guys, like, We often hear from listeners that, you know, if they're in college or they're like trying to shift careers or pivot a bit, like, yo, I didn't know there were Latinos behind the camera on set, you know, like Oz Rodriguez or you're like directors or like, I didn't know that there were Latina journalists covering the Middle East, like former guest Maria Hinojosa, you know, like they're hearing the interviews of the guests that we bring on the show And they then think, oh, I can do that, too. And through this interview, I just learned a little bit how. But if there are there are probably some future Esperanzas out there listening to this podcast and given your career and your background and how you did it, what's some advice that you would offer them? Because I'm sure, like myself included, there's a certain feeling you get from marrying the passion for your community with your career, in this case, marketing that is a beautiful collision of two worlds. At least that was my experience. Mm. And I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear what you think. Yeah, same here. I mean, especially this job right now where it's my job to um, bring the Hispanic consumer forward into my company. Um, You know, it definitely is a powerful moment and important moment for me. I think the biggest thing would be, you know, like, just don't let anyone discourage you. I mean, my parents' journey was not easy. You know, they immigrated here. My mother was an accountant in Ecuador and she came here. She had to work in a factory like pretty much her whole life. Like she she couldn't she couldn't um, pass the accounting tests in the U.S. because she didn't know English. Wow. So, um, so like, you know, I reflect on everything that they did to overcome, to help me have more and live better and, and not have to sacrifice as much as they did. So that when things got in the way of that, of me reaching what I wanted, like how to fight through it. And like, I went to school for engineering, so I didn't even study math, um, marketing. Um, And then like a a couple years into my career, I started to go for my MBA. I liked marketing and sales. And I remember meeting this one woman who I was hoping would give me a marketing job. 
And, you know, she was kind of like bougie and we met somewhere in Westchester and whatever. And <laughs> so she was like, oh, so like, you know, have you ever sold lemonade um, at a lemonade stand, like, like in front of your house or whatever? And I'm like, no, um, no, I, I haven't actually. Why do you ask? Well, like, how do you know then that you could be a marketing? Like, obviously, like you have no entrepreneurial skills. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, what? dang, woman. I was like, <laughs> wow, talk about like, shut the door, <laughs> shut the front door. Because and, of um, a mistake in your childhood or like not selling lemonade as a child? As a... <laughs> I this was is... like, wow. So I'm like, okay. And then I can't tell you how the rest of that lunch went. I don't know. Like I purged it out of my mind, mm. but I'm like, <laughs> hell no, is she going to tell me no? And then one of my um, sponsorship sponsors, you know, because in corporate America, we're talking a lot about sponsors. Who's your sponsor? Who's going to give you an opportunity? And my um, GM at that time was like, if you want to do marketing, I'll get I'll, I'll have you I'll create an analyst job for you. And he saw my hustle. He saw how I worked. He saw how I was passionate about what I wanted to do. And that was it. And so those people will find you, you know, and they'll open those doors and you just got to, you know, run right after them and go with it and then you make it what you what you want so um you know so that that's what i would say like just like you know you could you could do and be whatever you want you're gonna have pivots in your life where you started is not where you're gonna end you know and um and even when you think like okay like you know now i'm in my groove or whatever something's gonna make you uncomfortable and challenge you um but you know it'll make you better once you get through it and at that time you might not realize that but afterwards, you'll be like, oh, OK, I went through that because it was meant to happen so I could learn a skill. And then now I can apply it and do better and better. So. So basically, when life gives you lemons, start a lemonade stand <laughs> inside your house. OK. Or you could start lemon Pepsi. OK. <laughs> That's something else that you could also start. Uh, That's true. Um, but there's also, I, I mean, like you were saying, like, there's also going to be people that discourage you like that, that could discourage oh, yeah. you like that woman. And you were yeah. like, nah, 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 nah. But there's some people that they take those, that stuff to heart and then it, and then, it, and then they all of a sudden, you know, go into their shell and, and do something else. So don't let those, don't let those Westchester type bougie people, you know, whatever version of that pops up into your life. Don't let them steer you away from what you want to do just because they have their own kind of bougie opinions or, you know, or suggestions or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's why like anyone who like will reach out to me, like in our company or even people I've met in other places that want to stay in touch or whatever. Like I really try to be accessible because I've had people be accessible to me and it's yes. for me to do that for other people so that they can talk about what's happening at work or career ideas or, you know, networking um, opportunities, like whatever it is. Um, you know, so we have to, in the seat where we have to bring other people to sit, you know, like we have to fill those seats with more and more of us. So that's really, um, you know, the end game for me, as I think about my career and where it's going to go is like, I just want to be known as that person who's going to help do that with people. And, you know, some people it's easy to get there with some, it's not, but you know what, at the end, I think all people want to just do great. And so I just want to try to help as many people as I can. I love that so much. I, I have one uh, final question. I should have asked this before because it sort of pertains to marketing. But within the unit, within the building, within Pepsi corporate, 
Are you ever in meetings having to educate others about the Hispanic market and about our consumption behavior? Like, are there still people out there under the rocks of like not knowing how we overconsume and over-index and like are here, yeah. period, like in the numbers? What's that like for you? Yeah, it's constant. Um, I think there's some some leaders that understand it very easily. We don't have to convince. It's just more how does our team work with them to build plans that's going to help do it. There are other teams that are like, I don't know why I need to prioritize it. There's other teams that are like, I know I need to prioritize it, but I don't know how to prioritize it. Mm. So different people come at it different ways. And for me, like, you know, there was one group in particular that just they're like, um, like within their market, like they just didn't understand the demographics of their market, which surprised me because they live in their market. So you should know that from living in your market. But but no, because even if people live in a market, let's say they might not live in a city or geography where they would see the diversity of the population. Right. They might be in bougie, you know, <laughs> Westchester. Word, but, but not in like the city, not in Spanish. No, <laughs> no. So so that said, for me, like I, how I treat that has to be really delicate because we want to help them understand. And once they understand, it's a very simple question. Do you want to grow? Do you want to grow your business? And the 99.9 percent of people are like, of course I do. Okay, well then you want guaranteed growth, you lean into Hispanic. Like yes. that's it. Like it's that Dalma. simple. But they need to understand the consumer more. Um and then the business, you know, what it looks like in their market. And so so we approach different geographies in different ways. Um but um but yeah, so there are some folks we still have to educate more than others, but that's okay. Like that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Well, I think you educated a lot of people through this interview on the podcast. So I just want to really thank you for your time. Esperanza, one more time, pop those bottles and spritz those cans <laughs> open for Esperanza Teasdale of yeah. PepsiCo. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Esperanza. Is there thank any, you. would you like people to follow you on social? Is there a handle you want to drop? Sometimes people are like, no. No, thank you. It's been real. <laughs> Tip your waitress. Have a good night. You know, or some people are like, yeah, follow me here, here, here. Up to you. Your call. <laughs> yes, I am on uh, Twitter is SBT, E-S-P-Y, capital T. All right. You yeah. guys heard it here. All right. Thank you so much, Esperanza. Thank you. Thank you. It was really great to talk to you. And I love what you guys do. There's a great energy to it. Thank you. Gracias, gracias. We are here oh. trying. I'm going to go you, pop Esperanza. some more Pepsi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, that was a really... Um, refreshing. Very interesting. <laughs> refreshing. Refreshing. See yes. what I did there? Yes. It was... <laughs> Pepsi. My choice for a new generation. <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh. Jamie with the you guys would have. You guys are like coming on commercials. She's gonna do a commercial. She's gonna put you guys in a commercial now. Let's or go. Let's write whole... a commercial together. Let's do this. Jeez, Pepsi this, Pepsi that. Oh, and, and of course, Ra- Rachel had to ask a Crystal Pepsi question. <laughs> She's, she asked, she asked that to people who don't work for Pepsi. Yeah. Are they ever gonna bring Crystal Pepsi back? The two beverages I want to come back. You know what they are because I say it several times on this podcast. Crystal Pepsi and Zima. I will always talk about Zima, Zima. the clear, Zima, the clear beer, the clear malt beverage from back in the day. And I, yeah, and I didn't know Pepsi was your favorite drink, Jamie. I mean, it just popped up this episode. I mean, no, interesting. well, that was actually it's not even a joke. Me and my cousin Jerry, um, we've since since like I was a teenager, we always have this Pepsi versus Coke uh, conversation. Oh um, and like I respect Coke in the sense of like um it's 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 the better, you know, it's better when you add other stuff to it, like rum and other stuff like that. But right. I like Pepsi better as a singular as a standalone. drink. Yeah. As a standalone Word. drink. Word. So and he's pro Coke and they, you know, he's always like yeah, but we got the better Christmas commercials and shit. So it's like, you know, there's always, we, we've had that back and forth for a while. So that was actually real. So I, I was sharing that with her, but it's a real thing. It's a real competition. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So I'm Interesting. Different taste all right. altogether. I don't know how they're even like, you know, put on the same pedestal. They're just different beverages. Yeah, but Coca-Cola, if you want to, you know, if you want to invest in the podcast, you know, uh, I'm, 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 I'm easily, uh, easily swayed, you know, right? Easily swayed, <laughs> easily convinced. So let's, let's uh, you know, my loyalty is is it's up in the it's, air. It's up for grabs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> RC Cola, if you want to make a bit. RC you know? Cola, are they even Dang, around? That's from back oh in the day, God. son. All right, uh, Hoffman soda. If anybody out there remembers Hoffman, what the Hoffman? I don't even know that. All the Jewish teachers in like South Brooklyn in elementary school drank Hoffman soda. It was always in the like vending machines. Anyway, oh my goodness! Here we go. All right, look. Let's. uh, I just want to say thank you so much to Esperanza Teasdale for giving us her time and for the dope stuff that she's doing, like the Juntos Crecemos, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's great. Do you guys want to talk que lo que? Shall we? Why not? Yeah. That sounds like a good idea, Rachel. All right. It's que lo que. Man, that song never, right. never lets me down. You know, it's that that just gets me like, mm. all right, are we going to work out right now? <laughs> it's 930 p.m. I'm going to get on my bike for a few minutes just because of that song. <laughs> Guys, let's talk que lo que. Dímelo, que lo que. What's going on in the community? Anything? Que lo que. What's popping? Um, I'm just going to give a shout out like I always do uh, to yellow.com. All right. All right. The news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. All right, all right. Yes. So go to yellow.com and get your get your your fill of everything for Latino men. Anything a Latino man can think of, they want to know about. Um, Yellow got it for you. So we always support yeah, them, right. and they always support us. So, all right. Um, also in the news, um, this is a big deal in the news. These Latina activists. 
Um, and, and entrepreneurs, Jess Morales Roqueto, Raqueto, and Stephanie Valencia, they raised $80 million to launch a new Hispanic media company called the Latino Media Jesus. Network. Ooh, um, it's Lord. one of the largest capital raises for a Latina-owned and operated startup in the U.S. Love okay. that. So with, this, with this capital, they, they acquired 18 Hispanic radio stations across 10 markets from Televisa Univision. Wow. So, uh, this is big. It's big, you know? I mean, they, uh, this is like, they got a, a lot of investors, including Eva Longoria, actress Eva Longoria was part of it. And okay. uh, they're trying to get, you know, the, um, most of the stations they, they acquire were primarily Spanish language and some are bilingual. Uh, some are like AM stations, talk radio, some are sports. Um, some of the FM stations are music, but they're really trying to get, um, uh, the, you know, support more uh, Latino content um, on the radio. And I guess I'm, I guess the next, you know, it's starting with radio with this. And I guess they're going to build it to more stuff in um, entertainment. So, but anyway, they're, basically nice. these two women are doing big things and they're Latina and we got to shout them out on the show because that's what we do. So I love that. Nice. I love that. That's a nice. cool thing in the news. And read up more about them. And there's there's a whole, a lot more information about that. But we just wanted to shout them out initially just because it's a pretty cool thing. So anyway, oh. that's, uh, if you want to follow me, um, Jay Ferns, Instagram, J underscore Ferns, Twitter. Frankly. Okay, guys. Uh, Rachel, talking about community, I want to give a shout out to, um, to Uptown, uh, Washington Heights. We're having our... Our yearly Uptown Scroll um, event, where various artists have their pieces in uh, different uh, restaurants, different businesses, and people can go and check out their their works. And um, I went to the uh, to the twentieth uh, grand opening, which had Lin Manuel Senior there, also former guest Angie Cruz Ooh-hoo. was there. She was um, she was celebrated. Um, Led Black was All in the former building. Former guests of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yeah, I want to give a huge huge shout out to my childhood friends in seventh. Since second grade, Christian Viteri, he won the uh, the award for for the, the uh, for the art piece for the Yay! poster. Yes, you can find them on IG Quantum underscore Insider. His name is Christian Viteri. He's my childhood friend since the second I, grade. That's so cute. I'm very happy for him. He did his shit. You know what I'm saying? He's a great artist. He's a great friend. Um, he's amazing. He's a musician, and he put his piece in there, and he won. And I'm I'm very happy for him. I also want to give a shout out to the Heights. Uh, yesterday, we celebrated um, the opening of Johnny Ventura Way up in the wow. Heights. Espaya, yeah, Espaya was in the building. Johnny Ventura is a famous uh, merengue uh, singer from the Dominican Republic, and he died about a year ago. And uh, they dedicated uh, a street to him in the Heights, and that's that's huge for I us. I love that. So, yeah. Yo, along those lines, shout out to Washington Heights, who will be hosting opening night of the Tribeca Film Festival on Wednesday at, at the United Palace. Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, Washington Heights Shit. is hot right now. God damn. Hot. Jesus I Christ. cannot wait. Caliente. I cannot wait. Caliente. Very exciting. Caliente. Very exciting. So yeah, shout out to the highs. Shout out to Inwood also, uh, Jamie. Uh, but yeah, shout out to my yeah, lovely highs. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. Great things happening. You gotta Thank just you, throw folks. In. Thank oh, you. Oh, also Inwood, which is a couple blocks. <laughs> technically, only a We're few blocks. We're family. We're all family. I might have to like rent an apartment or holla at one of my family members who's on Section Eight. Like, yo, can I really? I rep the Heights, but I don't technically live there. Can I put my name on your like Con Ed bill? You gotta. You gotta. You got. You're getting your honorable. Am I? Uh, you, 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 yeah, I'm you're getting always it soon. there. You're, you're, you're always there. I'm always, you're there. always there. We're gonna have to. It's a little bridge. It's a little George Washington bridge we give you. It's like a little stamp that we put I on. love that place, man. Gotta go there tonight. Cop. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> at some point. Uh, you can follow. Is it my turn, Frank? Are you finished? Do you want to do anything else? Yes, I'm finished. It's, it's okay. you, Rachel. Mr. So Washington you Heights, yo. Um, you can follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. Um, there's a lot of exciting things in the burner right now. You know, Latinos Out Loud, we're going to be coming up on a monumental milestone in the fall of this year, that being our 300th episode. Woo! Yeah, 300. So wow. we're literally en route to that. And we hope that you follow us on this road. It's going to be very exciting. And that's all I'll say about that. Um and I just want to shout out all the supporters, my mentors who are out there, you know, like when you are going through something in your career and it's like, okay, mentor alert, mentor alert. And you got to reach out right away. I just love the fact yeah. that when I reach out to these one or two people that they respond right away. Like they know that I'm, mm. I'm ringing the bat, the bat phone, the bat phone, the green phone. The I love red it. Phone. I love it. I think it's so red. Shout yeah, out to yeah. the, all the supporters out there um, and all the content creators. It was really lovely to feel that vibe yesterday, right, Frank? Just shooting on a Sunday. As always. And to all always. the Eloeleros, thank you so much for your continued support. Please drop us a rating, some stars, some bars, whatever you want to drop <laughs> us, but just drop it like it's hot. And call us at 978-LATINOS. And to everybody behind the scenes, let's shout out the crew, yo. Talking about the crew from yesterday. Let's shout out our producers, Paco de Pablo. And of course, Missy Hernandez. Missy! Missy! Our producer. Um, our, pro our producer, Mitzi, what up? I, and of course, our sound engineer, who also engineers the sound that comes out of our mouths, even in... Oh, my <laughs> God. I, can, can, I, can I add this real Go. quick? I, um, on the way back, Jamie, uh, we I heard two podcasts. You know, I, again, <laughs> haven't heard one since. I don't know. And the sound design is amazing. amazing. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. August has done an amazing job. That's all I want to say. Oh. Frank, I'm so glad that you listened to your own podcast finally. And I, you know me. I don't I'm like, glad yeah, to yeah, have yeah, been yeah, there I, to I, see you listen to it. <laughs> and we laughed together. We pressed rewind yeah. a few times on the jokes that we couldn't believe we <laughs> after, said. After you found the car. Right. Right. <laughs> right. After we found the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the moment. Um, and yeah, it's great to just, Augusto, you're a gem. Thank you so much for the sound design. For You're an architect yes, with sound, yo. I, Augusto yeah. Martinez in the, in the house. Sonoro. Yes. Everybody up. over at Sonoro doing their thing. I, and I guess on that note, we out. 